Harry Butthole Podcast is produced in partnership with Joy Sauce. Harry Butthole. Welcome to Harry Butthole Podcast. This is a podcast based on the Korean saying, if you laugh while crying, hair grows out of your butthole. I'm your host, Youngmi Mayer. Each week I discuss a sad story or sad topic, and then I try to laugh about it and make hair grow out of my butthole. And uh, we, we, I was doing a bunch of episodes by myself, but I'm going back to the old format where I bring on a guest and interview them and ask them to bring a sad story or topic where I'm, and then I'm going to force them to laugh about it. So this is the first week going back to the old format. And we have an extremely, extremely uh, amazing, spectacular guest. You may know her as the owner, the mogul, the millionaire mogul. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know about uh, the I don't know millionaire. <laughs> it's like <laughs> billionaire. Oh my B- god, no, no, multi-billionaire. No, people are gonna think that I'm like actually rich. <laughs> <laughs> the not millionaire, do not ask her for money, mogul of the extremely popular uh, new makeup line, Kimchi Chic. Also, world-renowned drag queen. Everyone, give it up for Kim Chi. Hello. I am your drag sensation. Um, Yet to be canceled. But probably will happen at some point. Uh, (laughs) Kim Chi. At this point, everyone gets canceled. Everybody gets canceled, yeah. And then... um, Even lightly. And then people, like, forget about it. And then people come back. And then um, they get canceled again. And then everybody's like... I remember when she was canceled for this, and then they like bring it up uh, yeah. uh, over and over again. I mean, it's just like who hasn't gotten canceled at this point? Yeah, you're not. You're not important. I feel like even there's like varying degrees of cancellation where it's just like mm-hmm. sometimes it's like a little too ridiculous, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but you, I hope I hope that you get ridiculous canceled where it's just like, oh my god, really? Oh my god, I hope I don't. <laughs> No, I'm just saying if 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 you do, because yeah. I feel like everyone kind of has to at mm-hmm. this point. I hope it's like one of those things where we're just like rolling our eyes. Like if that one K-pop girl, people try to cancel her for eating strawberries with two hands. <laughs> that's that's what I hope for you. I hope that that's your that's something, and then people will just like go after the people that are trying to cancel you for that. <laughs> Creating like a form of like Stan War. Yeah, exactly. A stand more and then you'll sell more makeup. <laughs> Congratulations on the makeup line. I know that the powder went viral on TikTok. I've been trying to buy it on the TikTok store. Oh, well, you can forever. also get it straight from our website on kimchikbeauty.com. And we're, okay. we're also in um, CVS nationwide. Um, and I know we're in some CVS in New York as well. So, oh, Okay. Um, well... Do you think that the TikTok shop it sells out faster, maybe? I, I think so, so yeah. Because, um, so basically, TikTok shop is like the new form of QVC. And uh-huh. our makeup brand is actually the um, first makeup brand that TikTok officially collaborated with on TikTok shop. Ooh. So, like, whereas wow. before, you know, like, I mean, I used to love watching, like, QVC back in the day. Not that I would buy anything, but I would just, like, tune in and just, like, zone out at, like, all the dumb products they're trying to, like, hock at me. Um Yeah. But nowadays, like people are like scrolling through TikTok, and mm-hmm. and if people see something like engaging, like they'll just like tune in and watch it. Like there's so many videos of like 
I don't know if you've ever seen like live with those people with gems like in a bucket, but they're like all moving in the sand. And if you go yes, and like, I love those. You like buy a bag for twenty dollars, and they like give you like a scoop, and then whatever they scoop out is like what you get. <laughs> yeah, and they say your name uh-huh. when your name comes yeah. up. It's like, and then you can see the the comments like, "That's my bag!" Yeah, like Jennifer. Jennifer bought two bags, so I think yeah, we're gonna throw <laughs> this like giant like jade turtle on top of your like. Yeah. <laughs> I love those. Me too. Those are so satisfying. I, but then sometimes I feel like the people doing it look like they're really tired. Like, how many hours has this woman well, been doing it for? Gems? Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I feel like TikTok shop is kind of like the new future of like that, you know, kind of shopping. Um, has that? Um, wait, so then, so it's pretty new, right? Oh, uh, it's relatively new. Yeah. TikTok shop. Uh, we've been doing it for a few months and. Mm-hmm. surprisingly um it had, at least with our like lives it actually kind of like created a community so then we have people like, oh. that tune in regularly and then we do a lot of giveaways and special deals and then we have people like mm-hmm. that tune in like every day at the same time and um these people like know each other and then yeah. there's even like a lady who comes in and she like buys makeup for like other people like in the live um and it's really fun. Oh, that's sweet. And then, like, I pop in and then, I, like, you know, like, I troll in the comments, too. <laughs> and then I go on live so um, as well, like, occasionally. Wait, who is the host that does your um, lives? Uh, we have, like, different hosts. I mean, because one person can't, like, mm. physically. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not uh, like the gem lady yeah. sitting there for 15 hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Scooping gems. like. <laughs> the main host is this girl named Christian, and she's great, like, very high energy and very personable. And then um, one of yeah. my friends, Honey, she's been doing it um, lately as well. And it's great to have, like, a friend doing it for you because, like, she knows your products and, like, she genuinely yeah. wants like your success, you know. <laughs> Wait, can I do it? I'll do it for free. Right, I'll yeah. do it for powder. <laughs> I I just feel like that would be fun. How if I just send you some powder? How about that? <laughs> no, I want to do the lives. Okay. That's like <laughs> I don't even. Want... <laughs> I'm just kidding. That that always seems fun to me. I actually want to do the gem scooping mm. thing. Maybe. I, what if I just start doing that on my own? I mean, that just look, it looks so much fun. I really want to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All I need is like a little cement mixer, I think, and then the gems keep flowing up and you scoop. Yep. That just looks fun. And then another one I like is um blind box openings. The blind boxes, I agree with you because I buy them because mm-hmm. they're fun to open, but then I don't even really want the stuff. Yeah. I just want to see someone opening the boxes. Yes. That's perfect. And I'm like, there's so much. TikTok's you know, like the perfect place for that. So now I don't have to spend like $20 on figurine and then like left with a random plastic thing that I have to like display somewhere or, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, You know what else? Okay. Can I just say the weird soothing stuff that I like to watch on TikTok really mm-hmm. quick? You know that there's like horse videos where people are like grooming horses, but there's this woman that um uses, you know, that mas- that massage gun? Oh my, I know exactly what you're talking that, about. Really- yes. And she massages their leg muscles. And I'm like, oh, yeah, get that. <laughs> get that hamstring. It's so soothing. And then there's also, like, I like pimple. Do you like pimple popping yes, videos? I do. Do you know that there's this thing? So Mino, my nine-year-old son, loves them, too. And we watch them together. But there's this thing called mochi pimple popping. Do you, have you seen that? No. What is this? They're, so they're like squishy squeeze dolls. Like those, like, stress-relieving squeeze dolls. And somebody 
uh, syringes them full of lotion and the lotion bubbles up like pimples and then she pops them. It's so satisfying what? and so deranged. I'll, se- I'll send you a mochi pimple popping okay. video later. Oh my god. Oh my god. Which which reminds me, I feel like we, we have like such a wild TikTok history. One night, I, this was a few months ago. I don't know if you remember this, but one night there was like some random TikTok drama I was following because there was like an e-girl and she she went viral because her boyfriend was like this very normal looking guy and she was like really hot and people were like, oh my God, she has a normal boyfriend. She's so hot. And then there was this whole drama that it came out that he was abusive. And so I was scrolling through all the those videos at 3 a.m and i accidentally sent you one do you remember this? <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh my god i'm so sorry please don't watch that and i'm so sorry it's like i have to explain this this is such a long explanation but there's no reason you should be watching this e-girl talking about her <laughs> abusive partner no like that's the so problem with tiktok they make it so easy to send videos and i have to like stop looking at tiktok before i went to bed at night because um I'll pass out and then like my thumb would actually touch the screen and it'll send like whatever yeah. video I was on to like all my friends. So then my friends oh my would like God. randomly get like videos of like lasagna recipes from me at like 3 a.m. Like, why did you send me this video? And I'm like, I slept sent like I sleep sent it. Like I didn't mean to send it to you. <laughs> that is like way better than like whatever I sent you. I was like, this is the worst thing I could that could have possibly accidentally <laughs> sent to somebody. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I'm sure everybody will check out. Everyone go check out the Kimchi Chic Live. Um, it's so entertaining. Or pick up some powder at your local CVS, you know, before it sells out again. I'm going to go look today. I'm, I'm going to actually go to Koreatown. I know we were talking about how nuts it mm-hmm. is. Well, we have a store um, looking at our website. So make sure um, the CVS uh-huh. you're going to carry it before you venture into Koreatown. Wouldn't make a trip oh, there oh. for no reason. <laughs> Well, okay, that's great. There's so there's a store like a CVS store locator on your website. Yeah. Awesome. That's so good to know. Okay, I'll do that before I trek out there cuz it is so nuts. I don't know why we were talking before we started recording about how intense Koreatown is. Oh my god. It's so Your Koreatown, like LA Koreatown, like almost like I would rather call it a Korean street rather than a Koreatown. Mm-hmm. I feel like town is like <laughs> like when I think of towns, I think of like like a big place, you know, like bustling yeah. with like cars and buildings and yeah, you know, like the New York Town is like a literally Community. like a street <laughs> or not even a street, like and a block. And it's just restaurants. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. You're right. It's it's more like a Korea street, and it's just so it's like the busiest street in Manhattan now. I feel oh like. Oh my god! Yeah, just as busy as like Times Square. I feel like. Right. Like everybody like it's lining so- up like to get a Korean hot dog and like. All the bubble tea shops are there, like all with like a long ass line. Yeah, I only go at lunchtime now. I never go at night. Mm-hmm. I, even like on a Monday, you literally can't eat anywhere. It's like jam packed. I'm like, do these people not work? <laughs> yeah. If I'm fully go like, what can I drink today? <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, well, before we talk about the, I guess, the sad topic that we wanted to discuss or uh, you brought to the podcast, I want to just touch on your the two books that you're working on right now because they sound really exciting. You have a book coming up in 2025 20, uh, 
called The Library's Open. Yes. And it sounds so exciting. Can you just tell our listeners a little bit about it if they haven't heard yet? So how this book came about was kind of random. Um, so one day I was like browsing online and just like all up in my feelings. And then I was coming across articles saying um, a lot of public libraries are getting their um, funds cut. Um, mm-hmm. And that really made me upset because um, I don't, I was born here, but then um, I went to elementary school in Korea. And then when I came back, like I'd mm-hmm. forgotten all English and mm. it was like a culture shock being here. But um, on weekends and like during summer, I go to like our public library and then like hang out there all the time. You know, like our mom was, my mom was working all the time um, and our family was poor. So like we didn't really like, you know, it's not like I could like go to the mall there or something, you know. So I had my mom, like, drop me off to the library, like, before she went to work, and I'd, like, use their computers to play games. I'd, like, read their books, um, like, read their magazines, and I would literally just, like, hang out in the library all day. And then eventually, like, one thing went to another. Um, I even got to, like, help, like, the library organize their anime festival, and, you know, mm-hmm. like, library mm-hmm. is, like, a special meaning to me. And then... um. And then they'll do like a lot of children's program where like if you read five books, um, you can get a sticker, and if you collect five stickers, you can um get a free coupon to like a bagel store that was like nearby. Mm-hmm. You can get like a free bagel mm-hmm. and cream cheese. So then I'll read the books, get the bagel, and then be myself like for the day. <laughs> um. So I mean, like, yeah, like public libraries are so important. But aside from like you know, like doing what I did, you know, like they help people find jobs and, you know, they're like the pillars yeah. of our like community. So yeah. I tweeted um about how much like public libraries meant to me. And the tweet like mm-hmm. ended up going like, like semi-viral. I don't want to say mm-hmm. viral because when you think of viral, you think like millions. But <laughs> mm-hmm. so it was like a sub-viral among like the librarian community. Um. Mm-hmm. And then um, all the librarians from all over the world were um, sending me messages and saying, like, thank you so much for speaking up for the libraries. Um, that really means a lot to yeah. us, um, especially like mm-hmm. during this time. Um, and then um, someone reached out and saying, like, um, would you like to write a book about, you know, saving public libraries? And I'm like, mm. you know, I would actually love to. Yeah. Um, I was even for like um my public library. I was like in the board for young adults, where mm-hmm. um we speak and then we get to like help them like decide like which young adult novels to like order for the library and things like that. You know, so like I love. Oh, awesome! I'm like really familiar with young old young adult novels, and I like love them. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so the book is going to be called "The Library's Open," and it's about a mm-hmm. Korean American immigrant kid. Um who's trying to save his public library from being torn down by a greedy mayor who wants to put in a swanky mall. And it's uh, it's a young adult novel. It's be a young it's adult a, novel. Is it a graphic novel? Uh, parts of it. So he loves comic parts books. So um, there's mm-hmm. going to be portions where like he transforms to like different world by reading like comic books featuring like drag queens. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like a drag superhero. <laughs> so- is it safe to say it's like semi autobiographical? It's like, you know, loosely based or, on my experiences too, you know? Yeah. That's so great. I mean, I think that I think that your experience of, you know, just the kid that feels like, you know, 
like their life is difficult and they use the library as an escape. I feel like that's such a special, uh, unique experience. And the fact that, you know, the library is a resource that is free, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's a huge part of it because anyone can go there and find this sort of escape. And I'm sure that there's so many people like yourself who are creatives or, you know, what, not even creatives is anybody's like in life that found their like foundational blocks at the library. Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, not only it's free during summertime, yeah. all of them are so well air conditioned that like literally honestly i was about to say that. i was about to say i used to go to the library just for the air conditioning yeah. when i was a little kid it's like freezing the in there and it's like hot as hell go into the library pick yeah. up magazines sit down like cool your ass down <laughs> yeah just sit in there you don't even have to read a book you can just sit yeah no one's gonna bother you you don't have to buy anything it's like you know like you're not on your phone you're not talking like as long as you're quiet like literally no one will bother yeah. you at the library what a great what a great resource is a place to sit in the quiet you know what's so you know what's so sad about the library going away and i know a lot of people will talk about this mm-hmm. but you know especially in america i know there's a lot of conversation about this but there's like this absence of like the town like the town square vibe that you see in all these other countries because of like the capitalism here is so intense so here it's like if you go somewhere you have to buy you have to spend money mm-hmm. you can't just go somewhere sit and just loiter because like literally loitering is a crime in america just to like stand around and it's just a natural part of human existence to go somewhere where there are other people and not buy anything when you actually do go to like a town square there's always like some like um drug addict or like a lot of people with like mental like issues like all like congregate there you know because there's no services for them either exactly there's no social services here. <laughs> so it's like, what are we going to do? Yeah, I don't know. With the way things in America is going, so it's just sad. like, so despair-inducing. I feel like I just, every time I like turn the news, it's nothing but sad news. And I'm like, the mm-hmm. Supreme Court did what? And like, oh, like, that fucking sucks. But also, like, am I even surprised anymore? You know? Yeah, it's like it's so much bad information that at some point you just have to like check out because you can't really process the the like gravity of it. It's like a double edged sword. It's like I want to keep up with everything that's going on in the world. But then if I hear Mm -hmm. like every news, but then it almost puts me in like a downward spiral of like the humanity sucks. People fucking suck. Yeah, it's like you have to find the perfect balance of like caring enough that you are actively participating and maybe trying to help, mm-hmm. w- and but then not too much information that you're just in this like uh, the depths of despair. <laughs> like, the, what's the perfect perfect amount of information? It's like you're always like teetering on that edge. I yeah. feel like, yeah. Well, I guess that that kind of like leads into the discussion that I know that you we well, I wanted to discuss and I was asking you if this is what you wanted to talk about. But I remember, you know, when we briefly saw each other in L.A. and you're talking about how Pride Month felt very different this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like sort of a lack of the usual. I know that people have a lot of problems with like corporations like doing the sort of like social justice stuff, but there's a lack of the corporations participating, um, coupled with the fact that your 
presence online has been garnering a lot of a lot more like intense uh trolly you know responses from people just like the amount of that has really escalated and jumped up in the last few months if not year um so how i guess that's like kind of coupled with all the news like you were mentioning the supreme court and stuff like that like how are you feeling about all that or how was pride this i guess the question is like how was pride this year for you and how did it feel you know so definitely compared to others when you're like actually like at the pride you know like you feel the energy of the crowd and it's great but everything else leading mm -hmm. up to it is very like anxiety inducing like when i was going up mm -hmm. to like the parade this year literally my friends and i were discussing like is this the pride that we're going to get like shut down like while we're in the parade and it's a possibility with america mm -hmm. like everybody has a gun and you know all these like crazy trumpies are always like you know like fuck them drag queens because we like somehow became like a political martyr you know now because yeah. it's like mm -hmm. it's so much easier to villainize something that most people aren't going to or like the average american aren't going to come in contact with and that is drag queen and exactly. trans folks mm -hmm. so like nowadays you know like i can't post like a single picture without like some random trumpy commenting stay away from children and i was like yep. first of all i want nothing to do with your children I don't want you, your children at my shows. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just crazy, like, how there's been, like, no, like, recorded case or, like, any history of, like, a drag queen, like, grooming or abusing yeah. children. But for some reason... That's what drives me nuts. Yeah, yeah, the part that drives me about, like, the political side is, you know, like, the world can function on just, like, left, like, left people alone, right? You need, some, you need the opposing mm -hmm. side. But then, like, the extreme mm -hmm. right side doesn't ever like think for themselves it's just like one politician tells them something and then they just regurgitate that over and over again without actually like doing any research or ever yeah like or actually like, even thinking about it you know so when you say like stay away from children like we don't want to be around your children you know like <laughs> Yeah, and that's the that's the part that really blows my mind because I'm like, what are what are you basing this off? Yeah. And you know, like they'll like sometimes I think I looked at like J.K. Rowling's Twitter once, oh big God, mistake, yeah. and she posted this news article where there was like a uh it wasn't even a trans woman, it was like a man pretending to be a trans woman mm -hmm. that snuck into a bathroom in 2019 and whatever you know like harmed some children, and I was like okay, this is one news story from four years ago. Mm -hmm. Like, what about the millions of children that are abused by their fathers every year? Mm -hmm. Like, w so this one news, you you're going to cherry pick this one news article that fits your ideology and ignore the statistics of it, which is the part that just drives me up a wall. I'm like, this, can you not and, see how harmful this is you know jk Rowling thing is especially wild to me because like you're one of the wealthiest women in the world and you have so much power yes and you like literally yes. could just like get off twitter and then literally you could live the rest of your life exactly in wealth you know like with your, your like family or your children whatever you yes. know but she's like actively seeking out <laughs> like to voice against like the trans community and right? like writing all these like writing the book about like the serial killer who's like a cross-dresser or something like that what is her deal like, like what does that have to do with her life i don't get it 
And you know, like it's I'll never so forget bizarre. the way like Harry Potter like made me feel and like the magical world that it transformed me to. Mm-hmm. And you're like also like tarnishing, you know, like my nostalgia and my memories of like my love for the series that she created. Now I can't like yeah. hear Harry Potter without associating with like her like crazy mind now. And what I I don't know what that is where all these, you know, because I know that you've obviously faced so much of them. This group of people that have fallen into this weird conspiracy ideology. I don't know what it is. And I'm just like, okay, can you just look up statistics? Just spend Mm -hmm. one day looking up statistics. Statistics. And that's all we're asking you to do Mm -hmm. before you retweet this weird website dot co c p t it's like what is Mm -hmm. this you know like just just like look up and it's so weird to me and i I think about this a lot and i think about um you know how a lot of people that fall into this hysteria like this anti-trans and anti-drag queen hysteria are like religious people Mm -hmm. and i always think that it's like this thing where they're kind of projecting their the because I think a lot of them probably are victims or have some sort of trauma in the past and they can't deal with the fact that it's like from their own community. So they have to like make them like a, like what you said, like this group of people that have nothing to do with them to like point a finger at, you know? You know, I used to think that way too. But um, so the town I grew up in, um, Okemos, Michigan, it's like mostly like uh-huh. middle class to like middle upper class to like upper class. Uh-huh. So it was like, um, Fairly, it was majority like white people that were like fairly well off, and there were so mm-hmm. many kids in my school that were Republicans just because their parents were. Yeah. And like you yeah. know, like they didn't have any trauma or anything. They were just like, oh, my mom and dad are Republicans, so I'm going to be Republican. You know. Mm-hmm. And I think I genuinely think they're just mindless. Mindless, yeah. I don't know if that's like condescending or like we're just safe, but like they're just do what sense. they're told and yeah. they just believe whatever they're told to believe. Yeah. And I think I think that they are like mindless and they just like follow with their community. But also I understand people wanting to follow through with their community, like what their community believes, because mm-hmm. obviously you every everyone knows what that feels like. Right. Mm-hmm. Like being born into a certain religion or a kind of. You know, like even us being born into like a Korean immigrant um, communities and we want to fit in. Obviously, we want to do the things that the other people in our community are doing. But it's like some of it's just so intense and weird. It's just like, come on, like this is just weird. Don't you think this is weird? And especially like growing whole, up and looking back, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God, I really was like brainwashed about like certain things. yes like but that's what being an adult is you know you get older and then you have like critical thinking you know like always um, just follow the herd like growing up my mom never bought sweets um and she never Mm -hmm. had sweets in the house and anytime she would eat sweet and be like oh my god this is awful it's so sweet like sweet is bad um it's like oh my god look at american on their sugar consumption like oh my god sugar is terrible so then i just grew up associating like Sweet is bad. Sweet is bad. Mm-hmm. Sweet is like the devil. Sweet will kill me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? It's mm-hmm. not that at all. Everything in moderation. <laughs> yeah. Like this, these like intense beliefs. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, it's like, 
you know, when you're an adult, you're just like, it's nice to have like a guideline from your parents and your community, but then you have to like come up with stuff on your own and be like, this just sounds off. Mm -hmm. Like drag queens are coming for our children. It sounds off, you know? And I think you had a very good point in the beginning when you were like, it's because most people don't know anybody mm -hmm. who's trans or a drag queen. So it's like this mythical person in their imagination that doesn't actually exist, exactly. you know? You know. And if they just spend one minute, yeah. Like what a lot of people don't realize is, you know, we don't want to go out there your children. We just want to live our life. We just want to go to our gigs, do our show, and go yeah. home after. <laughs> like, that's all we ask for. Exactly. And that's all trans community asks for. You know, they just want to, like, live their life like a normal person, you know? They're mm -hmm. not trying to take over the world. They're not trying to, like, like change anything. Or, no, that's the wrong word, but... You know, but most yeah. people, most of them genuinely like just want to like live their life like a normal human being would. Yeah, I think that there's like a such a you know when people are in one community that looks like one way and somebody looks like a different way or acts a different way, mm -hmm. I think that's so scary to them. But they don't even realize that they themselves look a certain way. Like, do you ever go to these places now? I think like more like rural or. I don't know, somewhere, somewhere in the middle of America mm -hmm. where women are women and men are men. And you're just like, wow, you two are wearing straight up uniforms. Like you are in drag, mm -hmm. like you're gender conforming drag. But like, it's so it's so intense there. Like all the women have that beachy wave and uh, eyeshadow and, you know, the, the French nails. All the men have the trucker hat and the flannel button up. And you're just like. You are also all doing drag, FYI. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yeah. When I was in Little Rock, Arkansas for like a gig there, um, uh -huh. I was like, oh, can we get some coffee? It's like, what about that coffee shop? And like, oh, no, um, that's a bad coffee shop. I'm like, what do you mean bad? And it's like, oh, um, you know, they're like Trump supporters, um, like anti-maskers. <gasps> and then they had like a list of like, um, good coffee shops to go to and i'm like so this is what oh life God. was like in like smaller town you know you have to like pick wow. and choose like who you give your money to wow the lines have been drawn mm -hmm. wow that's so intense but it also makes sense like why would you give your <sighs> yeah. money to someone who doesn't support you or your community or is actively trying to destroy your community yeah. which is yeah which is, I think, such a also like kind of a big difference because it's like, yeah, I don't care what you believe in if it's different than me, unless it's literally you're trying to harm me, mm -hmm. then I don't want to support you, you know? <sighs> well, you know, I was going to say, speaking of, you know, people who don't really get out of their communities, and I, I think, you know, I feel like Anthony Bourdain was famous for saying this, but like once you travel and see different people are just people, mm -hmm. that it's like really eye opening, and then you become very open. I wanted to say that you have another book in the works, yes, um, that is about travel and food, and you're kind of describing it to me, but I, I and there is no title yet. But can you describe it a little bit because I couldn't really grasp it? Yeah, so um, it's more like a lifestyle book, and. It's just it's going to feature like pictures of me and stories of like me traveling and all the food mm -hmm. that I come across like from all around the world. And there'll be like also recipes on how to achieve like 
um, the flavors that I tasted from like otherworldly places um, in your American kitchen. So like um, that sounds amazing. It's like a Taiwanese like pepper bun. How to make it at home um, using American ingredients <laughs> and things like that. So, so you're like bringing stuff back from like your travels. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to like colonize to or like um, dumb down of recipes like by any means. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know, like there's like a lot of people who can't get access to like all the like spices or like specific ingredients. You know. So I'm trying to make it easy for you to like um, enjoy the idea of the dish at home. <laughs> that sounds amazing. You're yeah, you're bringing like ways to make it at home. Can I ask you what what are your travels like uh, around the world? Do you are are these like travels that you're doing in, in like a personal vacation sense or like a a work sense? Uh both. So <laughs> sometimes in between travels, you know, I would. If I like the place, like maybe I'll stay for like extra few days, like if I'm already there. And then um, mm-hmm. in between travels, like an off days, you know, or like vacation days. Um, and then even when I'm working, like I always try to like, because I don't like drink or like party till like late at night. Because for like mm-hmm. a lot of um working drag queens or traveling queens, their life is like sleeping all day, doing the gig at night and then partying at the club after. But mm-hmm. I don't really like drink or party, so then I like to wake up early in the morning, and then like, if the gig is like late at night, then I like to explore the city like during the day. What are some of the favorite places that you've visited? Oh my god, so many! I don't even know where to begin. So anywhere in Asia is awesome. Like I love Asia. You know. <laughs> <laughs> do you do a lot of drag performances in Asia? Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm actually going to be in Asia in end of august to september for like asian australia work the world tour Ooh, where are you gonna be uh we're gonna be at singapore philippine taiwan and tokyo whoa whoa i like how the same that like cities so awesome. and countries <laughs> but you get the gist of what i'm gonna say <laughs> wait sorry i interrupted you like what are your favorite places in asia oh my god so i love taipei Mm-hmm. I think Taipei is like such an amazing place. Um, the people mm. there are so sweet. The food is like next level. Oh my god! Like the food, the night market everywhere, and it's so cheap and it's so good. Like Taipei is like a hidden like food mecca. Like I could not like recommend it enough. And then also, Singapore is great. Um, Bangkok is great. I love Hong Kong um obviously soul but that's like a given <laughs> yeah <laughs> tokyo's great too i don't know i just like I, I just love asia so much i feel like i need to like i love in asia. hot asian countries where yeah me too i was just saying i love it. asian countries that are hot because i feel like mm-hmm. they have the vibe of like east asian countries but then they're like a little bit more chill yes you know what i mean Whenever the like the temperature is hot, and also I feel like living here in USA, we're like conditioned mm-hmm. to like fight through the pain if you ever get sick because going to a hospital is like such a hassle. Yeah, like first thing like, you have to get an appointment with a doctor, and he could be available like two weeks from now. <laughs> yeah, yep. And um, if you go to the emergency room, like oh my god, you could lose all of your savings. 
Yeah, it's $50,000 yeah. for a Band-Aid. Well, like, going to hospital, like, in Korea, it's, like, a common practice. Like, oh, I have a cold. I'm going to go to the hospital. Yeah, you just go. Oh, like, I'm fatigued. Yeah. I'm going to go to the hospital, you know? And it's, like, affordable, which is how it should be. Yeah, it's just easy. It's, like, going to, like, the makeup counter. Yeah. Except cheaper. My, You know, we don't have insurance there, obviously, mm-hmm. but I took my son to the hospital last time we were there, like a clinic. We just walked in. It was $10 yes. and he had a sinus infection. Yes. And the doctor was like, he has a sinus infection and he got antibiotics and the antibiotics were like $5. Yes. And that was it. Meanwhile, like if that happened like here in the States, like I'd be like shaking, shivering and I'm like, oh my God, how much is this trip going to cost me? They don't even tell you the money yeah. up front. They're like, oh, you get the bill in the mail. And then later you yeah. get the bill and you open it up and it's like seven fucking thousand dollars. And I'm like, for what? For With what? insurance. Yeah. yeah. Yep. With insurance, which is not like I have insurance and then I'll go visit the doctor and I'll get a bill in the mail for $250. I'm like, I have insurance. Like, it's <sighs> crazy. It's such a scam. And insurance costs arm and leg, but then also you get fined if you don't have an insurance. And I feel, I feel like the yeah. whole thing is just like an elaborate scheme. It is. It's just a, it's just for three billionaires that are making billions off of off of us mm-hmm. and these write some random number on a piece of paper like, oh, this medicine costs five thousand dollars and you're like, okay. And the fact and that like no insulin choice. costs so much here, like in the States, is a joke. Mm. Yeah. Like, oh, here's something that you will need to live, but we're gonna Truly charge arm- evil. that was created to be free. But we're gonna yeah. charge like up to ask for it. You know, like the markup is like ten thousand percent so evil wait can i ask you something mm-hmm. can i ask i don't know if we've never talked about this so i don't know if you do you have you ever gone to korea to do like skincare procedures or anything um i have yeah oh really what have you done i tried laser hair removal you, um uh-huh. but then because it's so cheap there it's so cheap there but then it's one of the things like you have to like keep going like for like multiple sessions um, mm-hmm. And obviously, like, I was only staying in Korea for a certain amount of time, so I could only go for two sessions. I didn't really do much. Yeah. Um, I had a laser facial, mm-hmm. and it was, like, it was expensive. It was, like, pegmanon, like, a million oh. won. It was, like, almost, a th- I guess, like, a thousand dollars. I don't know if it did anything, but I feel like that was the only one thing that I did was really expensive there. All my transfers <laughs> are, like, yeah, um... The laser hair removal isn't like what it used to be back in the day. Back in the day, they'll just like burn all your hair off and then your hair would never come back. And it was amazing. And I'm like, <laughs> and now they start like, boop, boop, boop. I'm like, I mean, I don't know if like burning all my hair off is like <laughs> the future that I was like looking for myself. But um, <laughs> I got laser hair removal in my bikini area. Mm-hmm. And I went like 10 times, like, I don't know, like six years ago or something. It hurts, right? Like, ting, ting, ting. It did feel very painful. But now it's like coming back. It's so annoying. Uh, it's worth it, though, I guess. It's not as bad as waxing. Uh, to be a groomed human being. <laughs> the cost. I want to go to Korea and yeah, you're right. Because yeah, you have to go multiple times. There's this one facial that I really wanted to do there. Mm-hmm. And they inject your skin with like salmon extract. Have you heard about this? What? No. 
Yeah, but you have to do it three times, like in um, like once a month or three months straight for it to really mm -hmm. work. But that's the thing that Korean people do f for their skin to look like translucent. Oh. And I didn't have enough time to do it. But also when I went to go do it, the person working there was like, it hurts so bad. She was like, she was like, I did it. And she's like, I'm warning you. And I was like, if a Korean person is telling me that something hurts, I know it's going to hurt so bad. So I got scared. I would be scared too. But then also like, you know, like, I walk, skin's going to look so juicy. I walk down the street yeah. of Seoul and I see so many women with like, even the guys with like perfect skin. And I'm like, they're getting that salmon injection. Because it's also so crazy. I've always wondered, like, how women nowadays achieve skin that is, like, so white and translucent. Because even just 10 years ago with different beauty standard, everybody was tan. You know? In Korea? Yeah. Okay, maybe no. not 10 years ago. I'm, I'm talking maybe, like, yeah. 15, 20 years ago. When we were kids. Yeah. Yeah, naturally. Yeah, they they look completely different like, than when, when I was a kid. Like, when, when you watch, like, K-dramas from, like, I don't know, 2005, like, the lead actors are all, like, tan. With like a mullet. Yeah. They have natural skin color and now it's just looking like literally like a jelly donut, like a gummy bear. Like a glaze powdered jelly donut with like yes. red eyeshadow. It's always like red eyeshadow for some reason. Yeah. Or like red No, or there's copper. definitely been some sort of advances in skincare that we've missed out on. Because now everyone's looking like a yeah. And I feel like it just happened overnight that everyone just became like a walking like powdered donut <laughs> it's the salmon injections yeah now, now i know well next time we have to schedule three months in korea for so we can get that done yes um okay well it was really nice hearing your thoughts about this whole um you know recent unfortunate update on our society and I'm really sad to hear about all the sort of like harassment that you're getting online because I know that that's like probably taking a toll on you, you know, and, you know, like we discussed, it seems like it just like, like got so intense out of nowhere in the last six months. And now it's like every post that you're posting, I've seen it, you know, when you post online and it just seems like it's like out of nowhere. I really hope those people take one afternoon. Mm -hmm. Maybe visit their public library <laughs> and check out the statistics yes. on what they're even talking about. Um, but thank you so much for joining me on the podcast to talk about this topic. And before before I let you go, do you want to tell the listeners where they can find you on social media? So you can find me on Instagram at kimchi underscore chic, C-H-I-C. <clears throat> I also just joined Threads, just like everybody else. Um, same Ooh, username. Too. Also, I have like a um, food TikTok account um, called Kimchi Eats. And then you can find my makeup uh, brand um, anywhere in CVS or online at kimchishakebeauty.com. Yay! And then for the Kimchi Chic lives on TikTok, what is that scheduled for a time that we can all tune in? Or yes, yeah, so, um, <laughs> it's like afternoon to like early evening. So oh, okay, yeah, every day. Yeah, so I can't speak on like everyone's time zone, but um, right, right. <laughs> but okay. trust me, when you go into TikTok, you'll see you'll see that live sign blinking for a few hours in the late afternoon. Okay. 
All right. So thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. If you want to follow the podcast on Instagram, it's Harry Butthole Podcast. Um, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Harry Butthole. I'm at YM Mayor on Instagram and threads and Twitter. Uh, and on TikTok, I'm Young Wee Mayor. Uh, once again, thank you so much, Kimchi, and I'll see you around. See you soon. Bye.